Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Sunday, April 12th, 2020. Um, it's been, uh, we're like uh, kind of entering month two of the shelter in place, quarantine, pause in life, whatever you, you, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I was just thinking today is like, it's been a month since um, we, I mean, we. it's been over a month since we were basically sheltering in place and it's been a month today that we, um, that I've seen anyone outside of the family. <laughs> so uh, yeah, one month in, in the books for um, this new way of life. Um, still wondering how long this is going to go on. I, I lean towards, I'm kind of pessimistic about this. I think it's going to take a lot longer than people think. Um, and uh, I, just, I just think we're going to be doing this for at least another two months, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, and like all of you, I'm reading a million articles about all this and it just seems that it'll obviously be a slow re-entry. And um, I don't know, but I will say that if I can just socialize with somebody else, um, I would consider that winning the lottery. And <laughs> I would consider that to be um, a return to normalcy um, because you know normalcy won't return for until a vaccine comes like in 2021. But in terms of just like, look, if we're going to sort of have to deal with this unusual way of life for a while, if we do get to a point where I can at least see people and I can um, go into a restaurant or a bar or a store, I'll consider that a victory. Um, at the end of the day, a year or two uh, is oddly not long when you think about it in the in the span of like, you know, wars have lasted many years, previous major pandemics lasted you know, a year or two or so, like, so this is all to be expected, but it, when you don't know what's coming or what the end game is or what the middle game is, it's can seem like it's taking forever, which is why I'm just in my Zen mode, just taking it a day at a time. Um, so yeah, I had another week. Um, Oliver had regular school um, for the first part of the week, but by the end of the week, um, when the holidays started and quote unquote spring break was supposed to start, you know, uh, Governor Cuomo said that we're the schools are schools are not having spring break. We're just working through it. But um, our principal sent us an email and she said basically we're unplugging. You do have to we do have to take attendance every day, which we do by um, a Google form. Um, and answering a different question every day. And she said there would be one Zoom next week on Monday morning and one Zoom on Friday morning, um, but then that's it. And so we essentially have an unplugged week to connect with our families, that's how they put it, which I think is a great idea uh, because we still have a lot of um, activities and assignments that we haven't gotten around to that we can have Oliver do. Um, but he also gets to kind of like rest and and we get to work um, a little more um, well, in a concentrated manner, because since Oliver has school in the mornings and all day, but um, 
most of his Zooms and his therapies for occupational therapy and physical therapy, um, et cetera, and his social stuff, uh, they've all been in like the morning and so he has his morning meetings in the morning and it's just, um, mornings have been quite a thing, which is why I've been going, getting up early, go for my run, come back, I start working before his day starts, then he's got some he's got classes and then try to go back to work and then and then Julie's meetings all end in the morning then she's able to come up but uh yeah so we don't have to do that this week we get to just kind of like work more normally and um as a more routinely and uh, Oliver gets to just sort of hang out tomorrow it's supposed to rain and be very windy and have basically some severe storms all day so we he unfortunately won't be able to go play outside in the backyard um and I don't think I'm going to run in the morning. Uh, I have a backup plan, which is just to put on my raincoat and rain boots and um, and uh, and also pants. I told my niece this, and she was like, "Only rain boots and raincoat, and um, just go for a very long walk." Um, and unbeknownst to Julie, who will not hear this, uh, I am going to go try and buy her her birthday present because it's her birthday on Tuesday. But I don't know what to get. And had I had my head screwed on straight, I would have ordered something weeks ago, but that's not uh, in the cards right now. So I'm going to go to, I mean, Rite Aid and just find something there. And I've already asked my nieces for some ideas and they gave me some good ones for like little things that I wouldn't know, but they would know because they just kind of like hang out with her in an aunt, niece, back and forth way. And they, so I just get her a bunch of little things and flowers and um, what else can you do? But, um, you know, Obviously, I would like to give her a bigger present, but um, yeah, we'll see what Rite Aid has to offer. Also, she loves Rite Aid and CVS and stuff, so I think she'll kind of get a kick out of it, I hope. Anyway, um, so yeah, so last week, what else? Work uh, work has been very, uh, very busy, so that's been, um, it's just been a lot. Um, Friday, I, I ended up working 11 hours because I came back from running and I started working at like... 7.30 and then I didn't really finish working till like 6.15 or 6.30 so there's a lot going on and um, that was uh, that combined with uh, so got some news about my dad who is obviously still not allowed to see visitors and my mom drives to the parking lot of the nursing home every day that it's not raining um, which is seems to be late there's been a lot of storms in Cincinnati so it's like she goes every other day um, but um, the doctors at the home have recommended that he go into hosp- he receive hospice care, which is not it's not like the end, but you know I guess this means it's coming. But he, he qualifies for you know the comfort of hospice. Um, I guess when it gets to quote unquote end of life, he can finally get visitors. Which I guess the logistics and protocol somehow change. But for now, my mom and sister still can visit him except through the window. Um, and they don't open the window. They're not allowed to open the window. So they call and just stand there and look at each other. Um, so anyway, I I don't know how this all works, but somehow he, he qualifies and I guess paperwork was signed on, it was on, on Friday. And um, they, also, they also signed a do not resuscitate form, which um, is probably somewhat, um, it's, somewhat normal in this case because he's so frail. So you can't really perform CPR on him because um, uh, you would just break all his ribs. So 
it's kind of a necessary thing, but it is a huge thing to hear on the phone, especially when you're not there and you can't go there. And then I wonder, like, what hap- What if he goes soon and or everyone's on lockdown? Like, what do I do? Not go? And um, I think about his dad. So my dad is very old, as I've mentioned before. He's 94. And his dad died in, I think it was 1943 or 44 when my dad was um, 18 or 19. And my dad was going, he was like, um, he wasn't allowed in the army because he was half Canadian. He couldn't prove he was half American because he didn't have paperwork, which is hilarious. And um, so he worked on these submarines, building them in the Portsmouth Navy Yard in New Hampshire. And he also was like, he did radio engineering and electronics. And he went and did like a month or two month course for radio at some university that was up on the Canadian border, like um, like on the New Brunswick border, like way up there in Maine. Um, and he said that his dad got sick very quickly and passed in a couple of days. And there happened to be this huge blizzard in Maine. Um, and I guess it was such an eventful blizzard, even for Maine, he was trapped and he couldn't get, he couldn't get, to port back to Portland or um, Old Orchard Beach, and and so he missed the funeral. He missed his dad's death, and he missed the funeral. And now it's now I feel like a similar thing is happening here, um, where I'm I'm here, and now there's these this very unusual circumstance is preventing me from um, being able to easily travel. So I don't know what'll happen, and who knows? Like he might last a long time. Um, which is wouldn't surprise me because he just seems to go on forever, um, which was great until he started having a much lower quality of life. Anyway, that was really sad. Um, well, we can move on. Anyway, the point is, my he he seems to be getting used to it, which is good, I guess. Um, he talks to my mom every day. He FaceTimes at least every other day because the nurses know my mom so well because she was such a frequent visitor. So they kind of look out for her and they know that, you know, he's missing a lot without her all there there all day. So so there is that. And my mom is finally getting rest and she's taking care of stuff in the house which needed to happen, um, which is kind of another sad thing. But you know, logistically she's got to get all of the affairs in order, so to speak. Anyway, um, more Cincinnati news. It was my older nephew Colin's birthday yesterday and we FaceTime and he is so funny. He's 12 years old and he's so bummed because he loves to do stuff like any other kid. And he also loves to go out to dinner, which they couldn't do. So, you know, we're FaceTime and I said, Hey, how's how's your birthday been? And he just said, Quarantined. And I said, Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess so. All of our lives are quarantined. Um, so he had a birthday quarantine. Um, Julie will have a birthday quarantine in two days. Um, my younger niece here will have a birthday quarantine in two weeks. Um, yeah, that's just how it is. Let's see, still running every day. Um, I'm basically getting up to four miles a day now. It average out, averages out to today. I did four and a half miles. And today I, I didn't go to Brooklyn Bridge Park because I feel like on the weekends it's more crowded. And I kind of just felt like a change of pace. So it, I slept in a bit today and I let, walked out of the apartment at like 8 a.m. And I ran to Red Hook, one of my old routes, except this time I just kind of went all the way to Valentino Pier and you know did the perimeter of Red, Red Hook by fairway. I went around the huge long building across the street 
across Van Brunt Street and I ran back thinking I could get back to Beard Street and then it, there was a fence and gate there. So I had to go all the way back the length of one of those like, you know, quarter mile long warehouse buildings and then come all the way back and ran by Ikea, which was weird, um, just empty and weird and down Bay Street over to Smith Street and under the BQE and um, yeah, then I went and ran by both Rite Aids on Smith Street just to check their hours because I know I have to sneak out and do this present buying at some point. But um, yeah, four and a half miles today. So basically I'm just like running more and more and I feel great. Um, it's cliche to say, but the more you run, the more energy you have. Losing weight, I'm, I'm now down to at least 10 pounds since this all started. Um, and the air is clearer. It is absolutely noticeably cleaner and clearer, not only from just looking at the city when I run, but I mean, I can tell from running my lungs, it's, the air is better. Um, so that's nice. And let's see, every day we have been going out at seven o'clock to cheer the essential workers and a new twist. Um, yesterday was that my young, my older niece has not, she's plays the baritone, that horn, and she brought it out and I was like, you should blow your horn. So she brought it out on the stoop and she was, I was thinking she should, could just go like, you know, kind of like sports stadium style, like bah, bah, bah. but she, she didn't really know what to do. And she played, um, happy birthday and then twinkle, twinkle, little star while, uh, while the neighborhood was cheering and I was kind of like, I was banging, I was just sort of doing a nice big double tambourine, shaking that. Um, so that's nice, something we look forward to every day in our new life. Um, anyway, that was the week. Books, um, I I can't remember if I'd finished Trick Mirror last week, but I finished it and it, it's excellent. Um, I didn't really read this week. I just fell asleep um, every night. I uh, So I'm still reading that Brian Greene book. I noticed on the Brooklyn Public Library website, they're like, all right, now all books are extended to June 1st. And at that point, we're, you know, there'll, there'll be another postponement if needed. You know, it's basically saying, like, don't worry, your books, you, you got your books. And I think whenever the library opens again, they'll give you like a, a period even beyond that. So um, either way, like, if, I hope I finish that book soon, but I just can't wait to get more books. Um, so, yeah, still reading that Brian Greene um, book. Uh, music, well, the sad news this week was that John Prine died, and um, now I feel like I'll end up like doing a deep dive into John Prine and then just being bl- more blown away than I already am and then just really regretting he's gone. I really wish I'd gone to that Radio City show a year and a half ago when his last album, The Tree of Forgiveness, came out because I... That's my favorite John Prine album, like by a mile. I, I think he finished with like just this excellent, excellent record. And thankfully, everyone seems to agree with that. Um, so I listened to John Prine. Um, it was really misty the other morning, and when I went running, and I I don't know why it popped in my head, but I listened to um this compilation album I bought in 1998, 1999 called Bleecker Street, the songs of Greenwich Village in the sixties. Um, I hope I didn't mention this last week. I don't think I did, but because I think it was this week. Now all the weeks blur. Um, but it was like then contemporary 99 stars covering 60s folk songs. It's great. Uh, Jonathan Brook from Jonathan Brook and the story, if you remember that. She she opens the album with Bleecker Street by Simon and Garfunkel, and I prefer it to the original. Um, Ron Sexsmith does Reason to Believe, Marshall Crenshaw, My Back Pages, uh, Leonard Cohen with Suzanne Vega does So Long, Marianne, Curtis Steiger's No Regrets, um, 
who does everybody's talking? Patty Larkin, um, Cry, Cry, Cry is on there, Black 47, um, really good album. So I listened to that for the first time in many years. Um, new music, I listened to the new Hamilton Lighthouser album, The Loves of Your Life. It's excellent. It's very typical. Ham and He is Awesome. Um, so that's a good record. Listen to the new Laura Marling um, album, Song for Our Daughter is the name of the album. Um, it's very pretty. I was expecting to like it more than I did on the first listen because um, people I know and trust were raving about it and I guess I, I also listened to it while I was sitting outside in the sun, and so maybe that wasn't the best way to listen to it, but um, very pretty album. Um, she's from this whole crew in London that I used to like, well, I'm still friends with, but um, when I toured with um, Gabe and Gabriel and the Hounds, and we stayed at, at the sort of house, the, the Mumford house in Shepherd's Bush, and um, I remember the other person who lived there at the time, besides our host Joe, was... Uh, this guy, Graham Brown, who was um, at the time playing bass for Laura Marling. And I guess she was only like 22 then. Um, but anyway, so the Laura Marling album's pretty good. And I got, I found a way to get back into listening to podcasts, kind of. I do it somewhat here down in the basement. I just kind of like walk around sometimes in the evening or the early morning and I put it on. And I just kind of putter about here, fixing stuff on the drums or walking back and forth the length of the basement just to move my body um, and have it on in the background. So I'm catching up on the old some old episodes of 36 from the Vault, which is the Rob Mitchum and Stephen Hyden um, podcast that goes through reviews every Dick's Picks Grateful Dead archival release that went from they were they were released from 1993 to 19 or to 2006 or something, um, and uh, there's very long episodes and you know I'll run like five miles it's like that's like 50 minutes and then at the beginning and then they'll be like okay after i've listened to 50 minutes of an episode they'll be like now let's get to the album it's just like wow but i like hearing them talk and they're, they're always talking about like related stuff like setting the scene for the album so got back into that um web chatham report is still my other number one one um my my friend jared has started a new uh New company called Audio Up, and he's launched a bunch of pro podcasts. Uh, I think it's like you know, there's some sort of relationship with iHeartMedia too. I'm not sure, but um, uh, I was going to talk to him more about it to find out. But um, anyway, it's super cool, and uh, congrats to him. So I need to listen to those. I've listened to some of them that he kind of did that led to this company, but I haven't listened to the new stuff. One of them is with Dennis Quaid. He's friends with Dennis Quaid somehow. Um, anyway. Uh, so that's the music I've been listening to, um, and I've been going through a lot of my tapes and labeling them and relabeling them, and that's been fun. Um, so because I have a lot of sort of like blank Maxell tapes where I know there's some dead on there, but I have to like listen to it and identify it. And um, now that we got a printer, which we got a few weeks ago, I'm going to start printing out J cards, you know, cassette cards, like so custom like nice dead design cards for these tapes that I finally labeled. And I thankfully have old like stickers, the stickers that you actually put the little labels on the actual cassettes. Um, so that's been my very fun little project. And um, that's it. The li- life is just staying home and hopefully staying healthy and trying to keep s- um, sane and little projects. Um and that's about it. All oh, the other good news this, this week is I, I ordered more beer from Three's Brewing. So I ordered three, four packs, one of Vliet Pilsner, one of Logical C- Conclusion IPA, and one of their Unreliable Narrator IPA. And um, Unreliable Narrator has been really good because uh, I haven't had that in a while. All right.
I guess that's it. Another week, another dollar. Um, all right, this has been episode 41. Um, recorded here on Sunday, April 12, 2020 from the basement in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, stay as happy as you can. Uh, reach out if you're bored uh, because I'm bored. And um, yeah, uh, have a great week and talk to you next week.